Welcome to the Axial Spondylarthritis Podcast, hosted by me, Jason Sacco. I'm a longtime spondy looking to bring the community closer to give the community a voice. I'll be reaching out to organizations, doctors, nutritionists, and anyone that I think can help increase our spondy quality of life. Enjoy and learn what is available to make your life better. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Axial Spondy Arthritis Podcast. Today, I want to take a look at a topic that just comes up over and over and for very good reason, and that's biologics. In this particular episode, we're going to look at how do biologics treat spondylarthritis. There are some possible misconceptions, but also a lot of fear that goes around this medication, as well as any other medication that you may take, and sometimes for good reason, other times maybe not so much. But again, everybody's different. This is not medical advice. It's just to get you thinking and to help you have that conversation with your doctor or doctors, depending on how many people you bring in for any of these decisions. So what are some of the key takeaways that this particular article brings up about biologics? It says that biologics are a category of medication that are used to treat axial spondyloarthritis. They target specific proteins involved in inflammation. There are several classes of biologics for axial spondyloarthritis that work in different ways. Biologics may work quickly to improve axial spondyloarthritis symptoms and can slow the progression of irreversible joint damage. And then some biologics are approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration and or the European Medicines Agency to treat just ankylosing spondylitis, while others are approved to treat both ankylosing spondylitis and non-radiographic axial spondyloarthritis, so where joint damage you know, is not yet visible in x-rays. So when we look at these, many classes of drugs have been developed to manage symptoms of flares for spondyloarthritis. Biologic drugs are believed to slow joint damage by reducing the autoimmune inflammation in axial spondyloarthritis. The biologics are drugs that are made from proteins, sugars, or nucleic acids. Unlike other drugs that are chemically synthesized, biologics are derived from living organisms. Examples of biologics include vaccines, gene therapy, and monoclonal antibodies used to treat cancer and arthritis. Biologics that are disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drugs, or DMARDs, can be used to treat rheumatic diseases such as axial spondyloarthritis. So first, what types of spondyloarthritis are there? Well, as the article goes on to talk about, it's helpful to review the terminology around types of spondyloarthritis before getting into the specifics on how they are treated with biologics. Spondyloarthritis, the, the term, refers to a category of inflammatory diseases that primarily affects the spine and other joints. In reality, it can affect everywhere that you have bone on bone or bone potential for bone on bone, uh, ligaments, connective tissues, all, everything is a potential spot that uh, axial spondyloarthritis can develop. So the types of spondyloarthritis include psoriatic arthritis, arthritis associated with inflammatory bowel disease, and axial spondyloarthritis. Axial spondyloarthritis specifically affects the joints, again, that connect the pelvis and lower spine, but in reality, they can affect anything. There are two subtypes under the umbrella of axial spondyloarthritis. There's non-radiographic axial spondyloarthritis, and there's ankylosing spondylitis. That's why it's very key, if you do not have a diagnosis and you're talking to the doctors, use the term axial spondyloarthritis. Keep the broadest net out there to get a diagnosis that you can. Don't start pigeonholing you down. The doctor may or may not veer off to other things depending on what they think. So use the broadest term available. So changes to the joints in non-radiographic axial spondyloarthritis, those cannot be seen in x-rays. Well, changes in AS are apparent in x-rays. 
every case of axial spondyloarthritis begins as non-radiographic. Between 10% and 40% of the non-radiographic cases progress to becoming radiographic within 10 years. That's why if you do not have a diagnosis, you want to keep that largest possible options available to you to then give you the most likelihood of getting on a treatment plan earlier rather than later. The article goes on to say your treatment options differ depending on which subtype of axial spondyloarthritis you have. Well, some biologics have been approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration and or the European Medical Agency to treat AS only. Others, as I mentioned earlier, are, are approved only to treat AS or and some are approved for both. So how do the biologics themselves work? Well, to understand how biologic DMARDs are used to treat axial spondyloarthritis, the article goes on to state, it's important to know a little more about the immune system, inflammation, and the different classes of biologics known to known as monoclonal antibodies. So what are monoclonal antibodies? Those are an antibody are proteins and that they form a vital part of the immune system. They're produced by specialized immune cells known as B cells to fight bacterial or viral infections. The human body is capable of making almost 100 billion different types of B cells, and each type of B cell produces only one type of antibody. Each antibody is a protein that recognizes and interacts with very specific targets. So B cells can also be genetically altered in a lab to produce specific antibodies that will attach to a target protein. These are known as monoclonal antibodies because they are produced from one type of B cell. So again, this is fairly in-depth scientific, and that's why I'm kind of just reading it as is because it's, it's really very specific information. Every antibody made by that B cell will have the same properties. Researchers have designed uh, monoclonal antibodies to target specific proteins on the outside of immune cells cancer cells, and other abnormal cells associated with this disease. There are several categories of biologics with different targets. Currently, tumor necrosis factor alpha, or TNAs, inhibitors, and interleukin 17A, or IL-17A blockers, are the only categories of biologic DMARDs approved to treat axial spondyloarthritis. Doctors may recommend biologics in cases where non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs did not work. Biologics can be used on their own or in combination with traditional DMARDs like sulfazine or methotrexate to treat axial spondyloarthritis. So how effective are biologics for axial spondyloarthritis? Well, traditionally, NSAIDs such as Advil, Aleve, and Celebrex are used to treat symptoms of axial spondyloarthritis, temporarily managing pain and inflammation. However, new biologic DMARDs work by targeting the cause of inflammation at its source, slowing disease progression, and that irreversible joint damage. And that's really the key thing. You want to slow down the joint damage. If it gets real bad, you can end up like myself with multiple hip replacements or a hip replacement, shoulder replacements, knee replacements, the list goes on. You want to keep the damage to a minimum or none at all if you can get a treatment plan going early enough. So while axial spondyloarthritis cannot be cured, treatment can often stop or reduce inflammation to the lowest levels possible in order to relieve symptoms and slow further joint damage. If axial spondyloarthritis conditions, if axial spondyloarthritis continues to progress, it can lead to permanent joint damage and disability. DMARDs, like biologics, can control active axial spondyloarthritis and reduce inflammation and therefore reduce symptoms and improve your quality of life. Because that's the key right there is all of this is done to improve the quality of life that you have. So what to expect when you start biologics? Well, all biologics are given as injection, either subcutaneous, under the skin, or intermuscular. There is one that's come out now in a pill form. Uh, the name's escaping me at the moment, but that's that's newer. Runvac, something like that. 
before you start biologic therapy, you may undergo some screening tests to make sure you are not at risk from any underlying conditions. Screening often includes tests for tuberculosis and hepatitis B and C. You may be monitored regularly for these types and other conditions during treatment with biologics to make sure you're not at risk for developing any complications. So what are some of the side effects of biologics? And it should actually say, what are some of the possible side effects? And this is where sometimes for some folks, the fear allows them or keeps them from ever getting the benefit. Now, if you have issues with a family history of cancer, different skin issues, then myeloma, things of that nature, you definitely want to talk to your doctor about that before starting biologics. But if you don't, don't let the fear possibly keep you from getting the benefit. So in most cases, the benefits of using approved drugs to treat a condition outweigh the possible side effects you may experience. If you notice side effects though, talk to your doctor about how to manage them and ask whether they may be something that goes away over time. So common side effects could be an injection site pain and redness, increased risk for infections of some types, headaches, nausea, and infusion reactions. I know when I do mine, I I tend to get a red patch around the injection site for a day or two, and then it goes away. Common side effects associated with biologic drugs include redness, pain, swelling, or itching at the injection site, increased risk for infections because the drug works by suppressing parts of the immune system, headaches, nausea, and then infusion reactions. So there are some serious medical conditions that can come across, bleeding or easily bruising, chest pain, dizziness, fevers, sweats, diarrhea, you know, there, there's a few of them that can happen. These are all signs that you either may not be responding well to it or have some other issue, and you want to talk to your doctor about that very fast. Those are just some of the things that you want to think about as you start to look at using biologics. Again, this is a conversation you want to have with your doctor and any potential caregivers that you have if you have that as well. These are a strong drug. They can bring a much higher quality of life to most people. Some people, though, will encounter some serious side effects, and those are something that you need to be aware of. You need to talk with your doctor and understand what are some of the things that the doctor is used to seeing with these and not used to seeing and how you can you know, go forward if you decide to use them. I hope you have a great day. I hope this helped out as you go down your treatment path and, and decide what you're going to do. And I wish you nothing but the best of luck as you try to get the best quality of life you can get in dealing with axial spinal arthritis. Thank you and take care. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye.